Blooming Beauties podcast, episode number 18. I'm Kim, your host of Blooming Beauties podcast. Thank you for joining me. I have a special guest in the studio with me today. I am very proud to announce Allie, who is my daughter. She's going to be my co-host for today. Am I the special guest? (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Hi, thank you for having me today. I'm very honored to have you. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, an important topic for summer and how to protect our skin. And I thought Allison would be a great person to add the teen perspective to our topic. So it's Memorial Day weekend. We're coming to you from the Chicagoland area. And typically Memorial weekend is to kick off to summer, but it doesn't really feel like summer right now. No, due to the coldness all day today. (laughs) And the rain. Yeah. And we attempted to do some yard work, but we got wet (laughs) because of the rain. (laughs) So we didn't get much done. Anyway, um, so Memorial Weekend, even it, it is still the kickoff to summer, and I thought as we're heading into summer that it would be a good idea to talk about um, sun exposure and how to protect ourselves and skin cancer, which is probably a dreaded topic, but I think it needs to be discussed. <laughs> um, so I think we all know the main cause of skin cancer is overexposure to the sun. I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat that. No. There are three kinds of skin cancers. One is squamous cell carcinoma, and these are uh, most likely found on the parts of the body that are exposed to the sun, so things like ears, face, and mouth. And if they are left untreated, they can spread to other parts of the body. Um, I guess the the sign would be uh, if you had a bump that turns into an open sore, an ulceration, or a reddish flat spot that is sometimes crusty, or a bump that gets larger and a sore that won't heal. I guess those are things to look out for. It doesn't sound very pretty. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The second kind of skin cancer is basal cell carcinoma, which is the most common. These carcinomas are found on the face, neck, and hands, and it is highly treatable, and it rarely spreads to other parts of the body. Um, Unlike the squamous cell carcinoma, which if left untreated can spread to other parts. Um, The symptoms of the basal cell carcinoma would include a sore that oozes or bleeds a redness area that is irritated, a yellow or white area that resembles a scar, or a pink pearly bump. And then the last of the types of skin cancers is melanoma, which is the most dangerous and the deadly type of skin cancer. It can develop on any part of the body. However, the arms, legs, and trunk of the body are the most common areas where you would see it. If it's detected early, it is considered highly treatable, Symptoms would include a mole, a freckle, or a new or existing spot that changes color in size, shape, changes in color or in size or shape, and then it may have an irregular outline and possibly be more than one color. Uh, Melanoma is the potentially deadly form of skin cancer and is the most common cancer among young adults in their late 20s. I did not know that. I didn't. I didn't either. And that's according to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and the National Council on Skin Cancer Prevention. Um, The ABCDEs of melanoma helps us in recognizing signs and symptoms of this deadly form of skin cancer. So I thought I'd go through our alphabet. A through E? Yes. (laughs) You are smart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we want to look for any changes in the skin, especially in the size or color of moles or other darkly pigmented growths or spots or any new growths. 
The spread of pigmentation beyond its borders, such as dark coloring that spreads past the edge of a molar mark, is another early indication. So here are the ABCDEs of skin cancer detection. The first letter, A, it stands for asymmetry, which most early melanomas are asymmetrical, and this means that you cannot draw a line down the middle and have equal parts on each side. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. B stands for borders. Um, so if you had a spot that looked a little bit unusual, uh, chances are you would you would check to see if the borders are uneven. C stands for color. Uh, you might see various various shades of brown, tan, or black, and they're often the first signs of melanoma. D stands for diameter. Early melanomas tend to grow larger than common moles, so you would want to pay attention to spots that are larger than the diameter of a pencil eraser. That seems like a good gauge. Yeah. E stands for evolving. If there's any change in any parameter, such as color, size, shape, or feel of the mole or freckle or whatever it is, you definitely want to have it checked out. Melanomas in young adults are found more on the trunk of the body rather than on the head or neck. And um, the incidence of melanomas on lower legs of females is significant. So now that we've talked about the serious side of it, there are simple steps that we can take to protect us and our families while we still enjoy the great outdoors. Like sunscreen. Yes. So although ultraviolet rays are dangerous year-round, the risks are greatest in the summer months when people spend more time outside. So here are some things that we can do that help reduce our risk of exposure to the harmful UV rays. First one is to cover up. One of the most effective ways to reduce exposure to the sun's harmful rays is to wear clothing, hat, and sunglasses. I think that's pretty hard, though, especially like you know when it's really hot outside and you have to cover up. I mean, I think sunscreen... Well, I think sunscreen is hard to use, first of all, because of, you know, the oil and everything. It gets, you know, really oily and greasy. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, And then covering up with clothing. If it's really hot, you don't really feel like putting on a lot of clothing. Yeah. Um, Lightweight t-shirts, you know, even if they're long sleeve, but if they're a lightweight material, sometimes that can be effective. Yeah. But anyway, these are ways of... So so we're probably wearing clothing as opposed to running around in your bathing suit all the time. Right. You know, at least your body is a little more covered up if you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt versus a bathing suit. Um, number two, apply sunscreen or sunblock with SPF 30. Uh, it's certainly supposed to be applied generously and to reapply often. Uh, you would want to reapply after swimming, sweating, or toweling off, and it is best to reapply it every two hours. Number three, it's best to stay out of direct sunlight during the peak hours of 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., although I think sometimes that that can be difficult. That's usually when we do most of most activities outside. Right. Yeah, either biking or maybe an all-day event at the beach or a barbecue or an outdoor graduation. Sometimes it's not always feasible to avoid the sun at that time. And then, um, then do you know what the alternative would be? No. Find shade. <laughs> That's so if you can a find idea. a spot to sit in the shade, you know, if you're at a barbecue and you can kind of hang out in the shade under a tree and, you know, sitting under a tree, um, that at least helps reduce the exposure to the sun. Uh, number four, avoid sun tanning and tanning beds and avoid burning. Mm. Number five, use caution near water, snow and sand since these reflect the sun's rays. So I guess it's possible to get a sunburn in the wintertime then? Oh, yeah, yeah. People have to wear sunscreen when they go skiing because the rays reflect off from the snow. Oh, I've never heard that. Yep. 
I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard about, I don't remember what that's called when they wear those goggles skiing and then you see they have a tan forehead and then the lower part of their face is tan and then it's white where they wear oh, their goggles for skiing. Yeah. And the last one, be aware of the UV index. Before engaging in outdoor activities, you want to check the UV index to identify the most risky times for overexposure to the sun. What is the UV index? I am glad you asked that question, Allie, <laughs> because I didn't know what it was either, so I had to do a little bit of research. The UV index provides a daily forecast of the expected risk of overexposure to the sun, and it's an index um, based on 1 through 11. So 1 would be low exposure level, and 11 and up is an extreme exposure level. And the index, what it does is it takes into account clouds and other local conditions that would affect the amount of UV radiation that reaches the ground in different parts of the country, and it's based on zip code. So I would imagine when we go to weather.com, you know, and type in our zip code, it will give you the weather. And probably as we get into summer, I would imagine the UV index would be there. Hopefully. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about, and I know you will be able to help me with this, is it seems that teenagers have some misconceptions about the sun. And I think it's important to educate everyone, and including teenagers, of the dangers of sun exposure, the importance of protecting our skin daily, and then how to shift the attitude that pale skin rather than tan skin is the real look of healthy beauty. So, Allie, um, are you aware uh, if any of your friends think about protecting themselves from the sun? Do they ever talk about that? It's It doesn't usually come up. Not like, <laughs> hey, what do you do to protect yourself from the sun? No. Typically not. Not a lot of my friends like wearing sunscreen. I mean, we know it's out there and that it's the best thing to use. I think a lot of people think that it's the best thing to use, but we don't like using it. So actually, that sense? no one really uses it, or only if your parents make you? Yeah, probably more <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, what do the teens at your school think about tan versus untanned skin? It's not really a big thing now. No. I, no, I think it's, I don't know, I don't know if it'll be more important later on or something, but it's, we don't usually discuss that. Well, I remember when I was in high school, that was a big thing. I mean, tanning was the big thing, and having a tan meant you were healthy. I think people considered it more attractive, and so I did. Unfortunately, I did a lot of sun tanning when I was younger. But I think the I it seems like it's shifting now. I think a lot of people are realizing the dangers of the sun and aren't doing so much sun tanning. So I think there is that shift that not having a tan doesn't mean that you're kind of sickly looking. But I didn't know if any of that went around in you know the junior high school and high schools. Uh, do you know of any kids that talk about using tanning salons? No, that's never, that's, I, in fact, I don't really think I've ever heard of tanning salons. Oh, okay. I used tanning salons when I was younger. Naughty, they naughty. Are, yeah, yeah, that was naughty. They are like these beds with light bulbs in them. Oh, I, a tanning bed. Yeah, a tanning bed. Okay. Yeah. Well, so t tanning salons would have these tanning beds there, um, but yeah, so you lie down in it, you know, wearing your bathing suit and then you kind of pull the cover over you and then these light bulbs light up and they make your skin tan. Um, I think a lot of times these tanning salons talk about how they have safer tanning rays, but actually any tan is a sign of damage to the skin, whether it comes from the sun or tanning beds. Right. And I think it's often more concentrated in the tanning beds also. Um, I also think it's common that teenagers tend to think that skin cancer only affects old people. So does that seem to be, I mean, 
I'm sure you guys don't stand around talking about skin cancer either. Right. It's not a very common subject. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we all assume that, you know, if you're younger, it's like, oh, you have your whole life ahead of you. It's so, you know, sun now isn't going to affect you. But obviously it must if. Well, it's a cumulative effect. Yeah. So the, the radiation in our skin builds up over time. And that's why if we can educate young people so that they don't have as much exposure as people from previous generations did, um, you won't have as much radiation in you and therefore maybe you can avoid having as many problems as our generation might. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to talk about self-tanning tips. Have you ever heard of self-tanning lotion? I have. Oh. You used it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe you should refer back to your memory podcast. (laughs) Yeah, my previous podcast was tips on improving your memory. So, so yes, I have used it. I guess I didn't. I wasn't aware that you were paying attention or knew that I had used it. You told me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I don't remember that. So, self tanning lotions and creams are a great alternative for someone who wants the look of being tan without the risk of sun exposure, which was why I used it. Great invention. It is. Here are some tips to make your self-tanning experience a good one and a natural-looking one. The first step would be to exfoliate in the shower first. This helps to slough off dry, dead skin cells to promote smoother skin. You would use, uh, I recommend using a gentle scrub and use it in a gentle manner because vigorous scrubbing or using particles that are too big can scratch and damage the skin. So exfoliate first. Then number two, after exfoliating, towel dry. And do not apply any body lotion because this will actually affect the self-tanning application. Number three, apply your self-tanner onto dry skin. Be sure to massage it in completely. And it is best to avoid knees and elbows where tanning lotion can collect and look kind of heavy. For a more natural looking tan, apply the self-tanning lotion only in those places that would receive sun. So like tops of your feet, uh, tops of your hands, but not the undersides. Um, Mm -hmm. tops of your arms, not the undersides of your arms, if you want it to look more natural. Now, some people will apply it all over. Yeah. And then uh, definitely make sure you wash your hands right away because otherwise your hands can turn a little bit orange. And then it can make it look like you sat outside with your hands face up, face (laughs) up under the sun. Yeah. (laughs) And who does that? (laughs) No one. Um, Then you want to allow the self-tanning lotion to dry before putting on your clothing. And then uh, several applications over a few days will help darken the effect so you can control how dark you want it to be depending on how often you apply it. And then uh, just a note to keep in mind that if you use any kind of exfoliants on your body, such as uh, a glycolic wash or some kind of a scrub, that these will slough off the dead skin cells, including your fake tan. So your tan won't last as long if you're using those types of products. So that was all the information that I had for today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I'm glad that you were on my show, and it's fun to have uh, someone to talk to instead of being in the studio by myself. Talking to the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Talking to the microphone. Well, Allie, I would say it's a wrap. It's a wrap. (laughs) I hope you got something worthwhile from today's podcast, and I hope you'll join me for the next show. My plan is to give you simple tips that will allow you to live better. And I owe it to you, my listeners, to follow my own advice. So I'm challenging myself to do just that. I would not be 
able to do this without the technical genius of my husband or the creative genius of my daughter, and I continue to be very grateful for all of their help and their support. If you have any questions or want to hear a specific topic on my podcast, please call me or email me. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me at 312-957-7087 or email at bbpodcast at live.com. I might even use your question on my next show. You can also find me at bbpodcast.com, which is my website. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. Lord willing, I will be with you on my next show. Have a joyful, healthy week, and let's live beautifully. Simple information to help you live beautifully and bloom where you are.